Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is August 27th, and today I want to talk about one of my favorite parables, because truthfully, this applies to every single one of us, because at every single one of us, at a point in our lives, we were lost, and Jesus found us. You know, I think about this parable and how it was, the it, the way my life was going through this uh, period, and how truthfully this, this parable just speaks to it. If you have your Bibles, open with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all drawing near him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that he has lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have just found a sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repeats than over ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repeats. You know, in this passage, we see two different articles, uh, a sheep and a coin that are lost and then found and then celebrated because they find. You know, uh, growing around cattle, this was uh, something that you had to go and find cattle. If there was a calf missing or if there was a cow missing, you had to go find it. Uh, because that was lost money. And it was even more true in this time. They didn't really have disposable income. Uh, for them to have lost a single sheep, that was money lost to them. That was uh, detrimental to their everyday life. And so Jesus poses this question, which one of you, having lost this sheep, would not go and find it? This would have been just commonplace for all of us. You know, we think of this, unless you've done any sort of farming like this, you think that this is crazy. You think, well, you still got 99 sheep. You know, I can't believe you would leave the 99 sheep to go after one lost sheep. But when you start thinking of it this way, in, the, in, the, in terms of the coin, you know, say, for example, uh, you have $500 and you lost 100 of it. Do you still just say, well, at least I've still got $400. You know, I'm still okay. I've still got $400. Or do you go and find the $100 that you lost? Chances are you would probably go and find the $100 that you lost. And this parable really teaches us the importance of a single person. You know, and I say this a lot when I, when I, when in the church, when we talk about salvation, who are we? Who are we to elect who is worthy to be saved? You know, Oftentimes we, we like to think in our minds, there's no way that person will like what I'm about to say to them about Jesus. There's no way that person will want to hear. In that moment, we put way too much power in ourselves. We put way too much power in ourselves to elect who we think uh, 
deserves to go to heaven or to hell. We elect way too much power into ourselves. And that's what we talk about when we talk about being kingdom minded. We talk about this idea of seeing people the way that Jesus sees them. Just as this 99 to 1. You know, we could often say, well, you know, we still have, you know, 90 people in church Sunday. You know, it's still good. Or we can think about the fact that there are still so many in our in our community that are not in church. And to get them in church is not the end goal. To get them saved is the end goal. To get them eternally secured through the blood of Jesus Christ is the end goal. To share in, in the rejoicing. Listen, I know this is counteractive as a pastor, but I do not care if people worship with me if they worship at one of the other churches within our association or within our community, I want them to know Jesus. I want them to truthfully give their life to Jesus because then I know that when I die, when they die, we will be together in heaven, worshiping our Lord and savior. And the Bible tells us here that there is a, there's a rejoicing even, even more. There's a joy before the angel of God over one sinner who repents. There is a party in heaven every time a sinner repents because God did not design us, did not desire us to be eternally separated. That's why he sent his son Jesus to offer the free gift of salvation through all of those who shall come to him, shall believe in him, shall make him Lord of their life. And we see this rejoicing of those, but we also see those that are religious that don't think this. They get they get stuffy. They say, who is, who is Jesus to be sitting with these people? Because you know why? They had already elected in their mind who was worthy of salvation and who wasn't. Can I warn you of that today? Because there's a lot of it in Christian circles today. There's a lot of it. Every time I turn on the news or I go somewhere and I see these Christians protesting, they have already decided in their mind, they have already elected who is worthy of salvation and who is not. I have already seen the anger and the bitterness in their heart that truly is not of Christ, but of division within our world. Do not elect who is worthy of salvation. Share with all. Because truthfully, I tell you, there is rejoicing in heaven over one soul who repents. Hope you have a fantastic day and I will see you tomorrow.